0: Welcome to Undefining You podcast. My name is Marnie Barenko and I am your host. And my special guest today is Alan Jones. Hi, Alan, and welcome.
1: Hello, Marnie. Alan
0: and I have. <laughs> hello. We've done a few things together. I think we're going to keep doing more things together. He's been on my Artifuckery podcast. Me too. Yeah. And we, we, yep, he was on my Artifuckery podcast and we did a call. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. There's a theme going on here. (laughs) So, but today we are on Undefining You podcast and we're going to talk about undefining beauty and sexiness Mm -hmm. and talk about a topic where there is a lot of judgment and a lot of definition and a lot of what everybody else around us tells us is beautiful and sexy. So... We're gonna look today and explore undefining those judgments, labels, conclusions, and see what else might be possible if we if we didn't buy into all of that. So welcome Alan. And if I would just love to invite you to dive in on the topic of undefining beauty and sexiness, what would you like to say about it?
1: Oh my god, I could talk for hours on this topic because it's it's such a um such a passion for me in a sense that I never realized that I had. for me the whole concept of people just enjoying their body no matter how it shows up and appreciating it and have gratitude for it and just enjoying it just enjoying it just enjoying it it's like how many people actually enjoy their body you know if i watch people especially where i live um so many people just seem to drag their bodies around they just kind of this lump of flesh that they just kind of wrap oops Sorry, my phone is doing silly oh,
0: things. <laughs> I know um, how it goes.
1: <laughs> everything is pinging. So, um, and, and just how, so that's kind of where, I, like for me, just what would it be like if everyone just had joy with their body? And, you know, if I look at, if you look at art over the years, different body shapes have just kind of come in and gone out and so it just depends on the era of of where you're looking at on this planet about what actually has been considered beautiful so um, years ago kind of the larger fuller figure for men and women was kind of much more acceptable and then we get to kind of I guess, was it kind of around about Elizabethan times and they kind of sucked all the waste in for women and had the boobs pushed up and and then it all kind of let it all hang out again. And then, you know, it's just really funny if how much of what we define as beauty is dependent upon what the whole society of where you're living is telling you is beautiful. Um, Mm. And I've even seen people talk about redefining beauty. And for me, I never... I kind of look at that and I'm like, why would you redefine it? That's what we've been doing. Yeah, it's
0: just perpetuating
1: the yeah. insanity of I have to have a big waist or I have to have a small waist or I have to have a big bum. Like I think there are some African kind of tribes, whatever you want to call them. I for, forgive me for not getting the terminology right, but like there are there are peoples that say in Africa where the bigger your bum, the more rich you are, the better it is, the more sexy you are. Um Yeah. You know, if I go to somewhere like um the Polynesian islands, because I have a larger body, apparently Polynesians really like big men. Like that they're like it's sexy to be kind of really overweight and kind of voluptuous and and in you know, but whereas in America and and our Western culture, if you're a larger, typically a man, it's you're disgusting and fat and again if you look at the size difference with women, yes women still get judged on their body size but often women can be defined as being voluptuously sexy and rounded and curvaceous but you, you don't look at a man and go well he's curvaceous It's like he's a fat bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know? look at the beer gut on him look at the size of his ass there's no like there's no appreciation of just how the body is showing up so like yeah this is just the insanity of of defining what beauty is and we we don't it's really I, i'm gonna be really controversial as well it's a bit like when people's when when what? people well, when they, <laughs> when people look at, and i yeah there's probably a judgment on this but i'm gonna let it go anyway but it's like people talk about all all babies are pretty they're fucking not <laughs>
0: No, they're not. they are also ugly
1: out there. Interesting point of
0: view. <laughs> quick, quick story. When my last son was born, and actually he was a beautiful baby, but the nurse said to me, she said, he is really a gorgeous baby. And she said, I don't always say that to parents. I usually say, you must be so proud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. You know... I mean, it's an interesting point of view because but but it's almost like this this um this is what we've been told an attractive baby looks like rather than just wow it's a baby and and so we get to a certain age where what we look like starts to matter and i think for me that started at around um, i I guess nine or ten was when it kind of started. And then in the teens, when, I, when we moved to Germany when I was, was 12, then fashion started kicking in and you had to fit in with your classmates and you have the right hair and boys all kind of wore white socks and had an ear pierced. And, you know, and if you didn't, well, you know, um, but where do we learn it?
0: Yeah, right from the very beginning. I mean, you know, I think from the time... As you said, babies, we sort of go, it's a baby, and yet there is always people look through the eyes of whatever they have decided is attractive, not attractive, beautiful, not beautiful, and judge it. And we are aware whether those judgments are spoken or not, we pick up on the judgment that's being projected at us and at our bodies. And oftentimes we buy into it and believe it must be true, and then we start to see our bodies that way. And I, yeah, it's
1: because again, you know, in America, I see um, dentists and having perfect white, kind of you know, kind of perfectly shaped right. teeth is really like it's such a cultural thing. And yeah. in the UK, it kind of it's less so. Like the number of children you will see from America who have braces because they're kind of moving their kids around. Most of our kids in here do not have braces. I remember as a child, you know, I have, uh, you know, my, I have slightly protruding front teeth at the front, obviously, because they're at the front. But um, I remember the, the <laughs> dentist saying to me, would you like the, an overbite, I think they call it. Um, and he said, you know, would you like a brace to pull that in? And I was mortified. Like, oh, I'm not wearing one of those. That makes me really ugly. I'll be goofy like my sister, because my sister's teeth were really pushed out, because she used to suck her thumb. And so even, even at the age of eight or nine, and he noticed his overbite, um, which most people don't even notice that I have. Um, but we are, we are, like it, it's interesting how different cultures have these things that are really important. For me, when I see someone with perfectly shaped, perfectly white, brilliant white teeth, it just doesn't look natural. It's like, oh my God, shut your mouth. You're going to blind me with with those. Yeah, like... Anyway, it's interesting, isn't it? Just all of these bizarre things that we function from that we don't even acknowledge that we function from. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, And when you said about Polynesian culture and, you know, like that bigger bodies are the thing, and we were talking about redefining beauty. So, somebody who's listening to this who doesn't have the smaller, you know, whatever. Western culture defines as beautiful and sexy and they go, oh, well then I should move to Polynesia because then I would fit in. So, and what my question would be is what would it take for all of us to undefine beauty and just be at ease and in gratitude for our bodies? And I'm wondering if you could talk about that and what are some of the tools that you use and how has, what's that been for you?
1: Sure. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's the thing It's it's that willingness to have ease with our own bodies. And you know, the the greatest tool for me, for changing the body or how we perceive the body is interesting point of view. I've literally just finished a whole month of doing that with a group of people. And we started off, so every day we would start off uh, we would be naked in front of the mirror. I mean, obviously not all together. But, but in our own homes, we would be standing naked. In, but, but that would be my ideal, but that's, that's another story. <laughs> um,
0: but,
1: you know, standing naked in front of a mirror and starting with the eyes and looking at, okay, so what points of view do I have about my eyes? Because when you start to just let go of the positive, the negative and the positive, because here's the thing I noticed with that as well. When you're being an interesting point of view, you've got to be an interesting point of view about all of it. But so many people want to hang on to the positive judgments because they're the ones they think that I should have. And they're the ones that actually stick you the most because they're just the other side of the same coin. So all you're doing is you can't really let go of the negative ones because if someone judges your opposite to what you've just the positive judgment you have of your body, then it will just kind of bring all that stuff back in there. So interesting point of view, my eyes are ugly. Interesting point of view, my eyes are a boring shape. This is kind of how we did it. And we moved all the way down the front of the body. And then we went all the way up the back. And then we kind of we did a bit more daring stuff. And I, I mean, they didn't send them in, obviously, but I got them to take a selfie and naked selfie and then look at the photo and be interesting point of view about mm. what comes up. I got them to wear just underwear, I got them to sit down and do interesting point of view in front of a mirror because when you're sitting down, you kind of, your body shape changes. I got them to do a profile side on naked in the mirror. So that for me has been, and I did it last year, I did it again this year and what was brilliant for me was, um, I think it was Friday last week, I walked past a window a shop window. And for me, I'm one of those people who will look in the shop window just to see how fat I look. Right. That's where I'd been for most of my life. What do I look like? Do I look fat? Do I look fat? And, And I just walked past the window and I was actually looking in the shop. And for the first time ever, I had no point of view about my body shape. There was no point of view whatsoever. And then I heard I heard all of this judgment going on around me. I'm like, oh my God, none, Like this is what people say to themselves when they look in the window. So for me, that's the one thing. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And when you're doing that tool, I would say, keep at it. Because there were times where I was angry, frustrated. I wanted to cry. I wanted to punch the mirror. Because it just... It,
0: How can
1: this work? You know, like that was it. Like, I expected my body shape to change. Your body shape probably will not change by doing this, but when you have ease with your body, it allows the body to change if it would like to. So, that was one of the first things. And then another one would be, I guess, using the access consciousness clearing statement. You know, it's like, well, what have I defined beauty as? everything that and then writing that down beauty is and i just get you to well i I, for me it's like beauty is i you know i have to look this way to be beautiful which is what you know skinny big penis no hair taller slimmer whiter teeth all of that Mm -hmm. stuff okay interesting point of view i have that point of view or pod and park everything that is
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: and if i were choosing kindness for my body what would I choose? Those would be my three go-tos for changing that. Because, you know, Marnie, one, the thing that invited me to have that appreciation of my body was, you may have even heard me say this story once before, but, you know, a friend of mine where I'd spent, we were, uh, we were in a class together in Paris and we shared an apartment together and, you know, we actually shared a bed together. And we were kind of walking around the apartment in our underwear and that's, you know, cause that was just kind of ease. And it wasn't till day three that I'm kind of walking around the apartment, I'm going, there's something di- like, what's different? What's, what the hell is different? And I realized I hadn't judged my body once. <laughs> and this this guy who I'm sharing the, the, the apartment with is a dancer. Like he has a dancer's body, it's like an archetypically mm-hmm. beautiful, stunning, well-defined body, right. and there's any kind of, you know, my big kind of bare body kind of walking around. And um, as in B-E-A-R, not B-A-R-E. And then <laughs> and then and not comparing it. So there was no comparison there. He had so much ease with his body, no judgment of bodies. Yes. It was like, what would that be like if I could be that for other people? what would it be like if people were willing to be around me and enjoy being around me? Cause they find they don't judge themselves. Like that yeah. was so much of an appeal to cause it, cause then it wasn't about changing my body so I could be happy. It was about changing the way I, I my relationship with my body so that I could invite other people to that as well. So when I you make that. it greater than you, the drive for me is, is so much greater
0: thank you for all of that and the things you were doing with uh, standing in front of the mirror and all the explain just the vulnerability of that and even just you talking about it just perceiving the judgments that come up from that and it's yeah. like almost the first thing we do when we get out of bed in the morning because like you know you get up and You, you know, you take a shower right away or whatever, but how, I mean, how many minutes for most of us from the time our feet hit the floor, does it take before we start hurling judgments at our body? And, you know, another thing that comes up is the wonkiness around food that it creates too, because it's like our bodies, as you talked about in the beginning, enjoying them I mean they're sensory organs they they, there's so many I mean the, your feet in the grass and the Sun on your skin and yummy food and we could go on our bodies are this m- amazing receiving yeah. you know of all these <laughs> pleasures and, and senses and yet we cut off that receiving of all of that pleasure because in favor of judging our body. It's like you eat the yummy chocolate and then you're like, well, fuck, I need to go walk 10 miles now because I probably just gained 20 pounds. You know, so there's not an actual allowing your body to do what it's designed to do, which is to enjoy and to experience and to perceive and how much judgment just stops all of it. And yeah, go ahead. No,
1: no, no, that's right. I, mean, I agree with that. Judgment just stops all of it. And, and if we're judging our body, we can't receive it. When there's judgment, there can be no receiving.
0: Yeah. Well, and I know for me where I, where I started, cause I really had a hard time with, and it's still a thing. I mean, it's a thing daily that I'll notice, oh, there I go again. You know, I, like you said, walk by the mirror or you whatever, look, oh, look, a little extra ball hanging out today. Maybe I shouldn't wear the shirt, you know, whatever, things like that. But to start with, interesting point of view, love that. And where I started was gratitude for my body functioning. I couldn't go yeah. to the way it looked right from the beginning, but I could go, wow, you know what? Like seeing somebody who only has one, one hand or one arm or whatever and going, wow, body, thank you. I, I have two hands, I, which makes things easy. I get to see, I get to smell. My heart beats every single day. I don't have to do anything. I breathe air, just I don't have to think about it. Thank you, body, for taking care of me. I started there with gratitude because the not judging the way I looked was a, a, a bit of a quantum leap, but that was a starting place was, wow, okay, body, you serve me every single day. Thank you.
1: I love that. And, and you, you're like, I love all of those and I, and I get them. It, it is like looking at where actually right now do you have ease with your body? And Mm -hmm. and that gratitude for all those different things. And, you know, because there are some things that that we have about our body that right now someone could judge them and we're like, meh so um you know someone could say to me about my skin you have really horrible skin and i'm like yeah whatever like i have no point because i i know i have lovely skin i'm 50 and i look fucking amazing and that, yes, interesting you point do. of view right <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, i like,
0: agree with your interesting point of view <laughs> thank
1: you <laughs> and just saying people that's the access consciousness kind of facelift as well as the um as well as the having the bars run. But even before that, I never had acne. I never had skin problems. You know, I've always kind of looked after my skin. You know, I've always moisturized, but that was from choice, not from necessity. That was just like, hey, my body is asking for this. And I've always done it. Even when it was really taboo for men to moisturize, I've always done it, you know, since the age of about 12. And so people can judge them whatever they want out of my skin. And so it's like, when you can look at there's even if it's just your eyes, like, I mean, you have, I, <laughs> for me, you have the most amazing eyes. It's one of the the Thank most, you. for me, one of the most stunning things about you. There are loads of things that are amazing about you, but Thank I you. could sit there staring at the brows. and Simone Millicis is mm-hmm. another one. She has amazing eyes and eyes for me are just, they're so beautiful and I can be grateful for them. So mm-hmm. I mean, my eyes as a child were kind of quite large and I have quite long lashes and I used to get away with murder and I'll just look at them with these big kind of brown eyes and um you know so it's like <laughs> that gratitude for those like as you say like I love my fingers my fingers are really kind of flexible and I can type brilliantly with them and yes. all of that stuff
0: yeah and you know another thing that really shifted uh for me with my body is when I started to move towards gratitude for my body, which, and just a little side note, you can't be judging your body and in gratitude of it at the same time. But I was, I was actually in the shower one day and I, I heard my body asked me if me, the being realized how grateful my body was for me, the being, being with this body. I was like, Oh, the gratitude my body had for me as the being. I had never like, and I just went, I've been horrible to you. What do you mean? Oh, but you keep choosing more. You keep asking. And I just, just, it was really just a gift to get that uh, co-contribution and co-gratitude.
1: I love that because I like how many people really are willing to receive the gratitude from their body? like, oh my God, my body is actually grateful for, for, to me. And you know, you would, yeah. like the whole gratitude thing when you're having a bath or when you're having a shower, one of the other exercises I get people to do is as you're kind of washing is actually just be present with every single part of your body. And go, you know what? I'm grateful for my arms. I'm grateful for the fact that I can, like you said, I can eat, but actually physically touching it. So you have the because bodies love to be touched and we're better than in the shower because you kind of have to touch every part of your body (laughs) but you know typically you touch every part of your body to kind of get it clean and or if you're in the bath or whatever and it's such a great way you know like or waking up in the morning when you wake up in the morning just hey body good morning and just touching just very gently just stroking your body doesn't have to take long um yeah because then you start to have the greater communion with your body and when you start showing your body actually just how grateful you are for it, for me, it just there just seems to be so much more ease. It can communicate better with you and you can pick up more easily with what your body is asking for. So like you said about the chocolate, when you're willing to be present with your body and not judge yourself for eating the chocolate, you get to actually really sensually experience the chocolate, the smell of it, the taste of it, yeah. the texture, the way it kind of feels as it goes down your throat. But when you're being present with all of that, you get to stop when your body lets you know. And yes. that's the thing. so many of us, when we, when we eat, we don't, we don't do it from presence. And yeah. so we shovel this kind of fuel in, which mostly it isn't, it's just stuff to distract us, because that's what you do. Um, yeah, when
0: you, when and you... sex too. Yes. Because well, when, you're, when you're in judgment of your body, how much do you vacate and you're not even present with your body?
1: True story. You're period. Yeah, you're yeah. in Why is this person even having sex with me? Blah blah blah. I wonder if I'm doing it properly. Do they enjoying it? Am I enjoying it? Oh my god, this is really like all of that and doing it on automatic pilot. So I was talking to someone recently.
0: That doesn't sound like much fun. Right. Do
1: you remember the the Friends episode where Monica was telling Chandler about the woman's kind of erogenous zones and she's going like, you know, you do a one, a one, two, a one, two, three. And (laughs) I love the episode. It kind of makes me laugh. But it is almost a bit like, where are we doing sex with numbers? Where are we doing beauty by numbers? And...
0: (sighs) Where are we doing food with numbers? Because, you know, is... What's the healthy option? What's the not healthy option? What's the, you know, what's the supposed to, what's the right answer?
1: Yeah, yeah. very much so. All
0: of that, yeah.
1: Um, and, and so when you have that gratitude for your body, for me, someone who has ease with their body can be so, so sexy. And then so, you have someone who kind of, you know, so if I look at a lot of men who have the kind of the six pack and the well built body, And there just seems to be this stress and tension and real kind of like i can't eat that i can't do this i have to move like this there's no beauty in how they're being with their body
0: yeah so Um, true i notice when people are running like when you know where i live people do lots of trails where people are jogging and it's so interesting because there are times when i'll drive by somebody or walk by somebody who is running and there is a, their body actually likes that kind of movement and they're enjoying it's, it, but it's actually very rare. Most of the time they're running and their body is like, why the fuck are we doing this? Because it's a, it's all from judgment. It's all from what I must do to keep the body that I've decided is perfect. And the body's not having any joy in it whatsoever.
1: And it's not beautiful. It's not. For me and it's,
0: it's not, not beautiful. Like it me, hurts me. True. Oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah.
1: No. So, yeah. yeah, like if we had no reference points for what beauty and sexiness was, what, how much more of our body could we receive? And Simone Millicis has just done three freaking amazing calls on being unpredictable. I'm still reeling from those three calls. It's like, oh, they were just amazing. I wasn't on any of them live, but Jesus, they were brilliant. And it is almost a bit like, where are we doing Predictable? with how we function with our body, how we eat, how we sleep, how we do sex, how, how the clothes that we wear, how, how we shower in the morning, all of that stuff. If we were being unpredictable with our bodies, so like it's almost a bit like when we undefine beauty, undefined sexy, one of the things I like to say to people to say to their body in the morning is before you even go look in the mirror, you destroy and uncreate all of your reference points that you have about how your body does look, should look, must look, etc. And then you ask what would you like to look like today, body?
0: Mm, I like that question.
1: Like, what if your body could show up differently every single day? And that, that would freak a lot of people out. Like, what if one day I woke up and I had big eyes like you? <laughs>
0: like, Send me a but, picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
1: And like, what if that actually be possible? What if we could just say to your body, Hey body, what would be fun for you today? What, yeah, would, be, what would be fun for you?
0: Cause what are they actually capable of? That we never get to uh, explore because we're too busy defining and, and judging. Judging
1: it, yeah, yeah, like exactly that. Like, oh my God, if I, like how Because if we didn't put all our attention and all of our energy on holding these judgments in place, yep, and we dropped all of those, how much more would our like? As you say, how much more would we be able to even perceive what the capacities with our body are? And How much more fun could we have playing with that? I mean, that's not a driver in some senses to uh to explore this. Like, wow, if I don't judge my body, I get to be even more magical.
0: That lights me up, makes me happy.
1: And yeah. you know, it, and so one of the really funny things for me is around the kind of uh, you know, uh, how quickly your body can change shape. So, just kind of two related stories one of them was, um I got up one morning, I'm like, because I asked my body every day, hey, body, what would you like to wear today? And I went to the wardrobe and I pulled out a shirt. And I'm like, I want to wear this shirt. My body is like, "Ma, well, I'm not really super keen. And it's, all my shirts are kind of the same size because I bought them from the, like, from most of them from the same shop, but they're just different kind of, uh, different patterns. And I put this shirt on and it wouldn't do up, right? I'm like, I was really, oh my God, I've on so much weight. So I picked up the shirt that my body was pointing at and it went on and there was room to spare. I'm like, Jesus, my body changes shape in an instant. Like,
0: wow, that's, that, that's cool. That's, that's cool. awesome. Oh, and man. the other
1: one was, you know, when, when talking to my body about money, because money's always for the body, and I'm aware we're kind of coming to a close, but um, so, hey, body, will you make more money for us? And my body's like, if you stop putting me in crap underwear. And so this week, I'm really stoked, because I've just had today arrived with my second pair of Dolce & Gabbana underpants, which... Like doesn't sound like much, but they're like for me, they're most expensive underwear I've ever bought. Yeah, and and I'm really lit up. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's so interesting. Money. Like when you when you listen and you choose based on what your body's telling you, your level of joy, your level of receiving the the everything, it just gets brighter. It's just yes. it yeah, and. You know, and if anyone's listening and they're like, what do you mean you listen to your body? It is a thing. It's like learning a new language. It, it has its own way of communicating with you. And if you were like me, I just ignored it dynamically for years. It's just like the thing that, like you said, dra- drag it around is this thing I have to contend with. And no, no joy, no anything, no consideration. I was mostly just annoyed that I had to deal with it. So to learn and to get that, oh, it actually communicates to me. It's just acknowledging that and then just start asking questions and you will discover the language and you will and discover how you show do you. you. What,
1: yeah. What's like, that? I, so ask the body to show you. Hey body, yes. how can I, how do you, how would you like to communicate with me so that we can, we can do this? It's like, ask your body to show you, please show me how it works for you so that we can have this communion. Cause when you're, it's, it's like, if you keep looking at it as an inanimate object, you'll never get that community. But if you start, as you said, if you start to treat it like another conscious being,
0: hmm.
1: you know, we wouldn't treat our, our best friends the way we treat our bodies. So what if we started treating our friend, our body like the way we treat our best friends? Because it is our best friend. It always has our back. And as you said, it even though we've treated it like something we just scraped off our shoe sometimes, exactly. it's still yep. there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways I first started playing with that too was I got in my car one day and I just said, All right, body, show me where you want to go. Like I didn't have a map or I just yeah. and I'd turn and I'd turn. I landed in this beautiful park I didn't even know existed. It was like stop and I went, oh my gosh. Like you and that was when I got, whoa, this is not bullshit. This is not something somebody is making up and telling me my body has consciousness It has awareness and look, this is what it desired. And it was amazing. So one, one way you can play with that whole communion with your body. So in wrapping this up, Alan, is there, and thank you for this conversation and so many amazing uh, gems and all that you've said, is there one or two things you would just like to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh my God. Um,
0: or a million <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I think really one of the things I would I I guess one of the main things is is be willing to be different with your body than how everybody tells you you should be. Like really trust what you know and explore, have fun with it. Like get get really curious. What actually is my reality with my body. And it takes vulnerability, but it's, it's such a gift when you're willing just to be curious about it. And as you say, go on this kind of exploration. If I were choosing kindness with my body in this 10 seconds, what would I choose? And there's no right or wrong. Your body won't hate you if you make a wrong choice. But yeah, really just be present with your body and, and be in allowance. Like be interesting points of view with it. Because um, the and keep going, you know, when you walk, like you may be doing really brilliantly and then you walk past a mirror and then you see something, That's, those are the moments that, you, that I invite you to pick up on, wow, interesting point of view, I have that point of view. It's almost like an, an automatic reaction for me now. I see something, I judge it, wow, interesting point of view, I have that point of view, I clear it. it and the more you do it, the easier it gets. And reach out to your friends, reach out to your friends who, you know, have ease with their bodies because there are, they are about, we are about,
0: (laughs) we are about, and Alan, if somebody's listening and they want more of this conversation and more tools to just really change some things with their body, do you have classes like coming up with regards to this or things that they can purchase that you've done or I or private sessions or at, I mean, we can uh, have
1: private. Yeah, I mean, private sessions yeah. most definitely. Um, they there's nothing to stop people from going back to do the interesting point of view with body. You know, it's a free challenge that you can start whenever you want. Um, and if people want details, that they can always kind of contact me, and I can forward them the link. Um, have I got anything else that I'm doing? And I have a call on Tuesday actually called Be the Sovereign of Your Reality. And that's very much about having you and your awareness and your knowing. It's like, what would it be like to have your reality with your body, regardless of what anybody else is? So people are welcome to come and play with that as well. That's
0: a wonderful question. question. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining today, Alan. And thanks to all of you for listening and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you, Marnie.